Here we go again. Welcome to the Sloppy Book Club Podcast. I'm Jenny. And I'm Celise. And we are on episode five, right? Yes, okay. five. <laughs> I had to double check with Jenny before we even started the video, and I'm still like five, right? I don't want to give the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure it's five, yes. Yes. So on this week's episode, we're going to review a wine. We actually have the same wine. Um, I sent Jenny a TikTok a while back um, of this guy trying this wine. And her bottle is totally different than my bottle. Mm-hmm. Mine looks like a wine bottle. Hers looks like a Hennessy bottle. Yeah, and does. what I was going to tell her, and I wanted to wait until we got on the podcast, was I guess oh, no. it's like the Hennessy of wine. So I don't know how to feel oh. about that. But right. all I know is <laughs> that man drank this wine and got Lush, like his face turned so red. You can tell drastically how much this wine was like. I don't know. I'm excited, but I'm nervous about it. Same. I already poured it, and I can smell it from here. So I'm can, not sure. Yeah, it smells. Yeah. It it smells strong. Yeah, <laughs> it smells strong. <laughs> anyway, so we're gonna be reviewing um this Port Taylor wine. Or Taylor Port, whichever way it goes, I guess. Um, it is <laughs> it is 18% alcohol. So Oh, is it really? I yeah. didn't even look at it. Mine that. says 18%. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. It so does. maybe that's why. Um, so we have the wine, and then we're also going to um do a book review of a book that we both read called Certain Dark Things by Sy- Sylvia Mor. Moreno Garcia, excuse me. I said, you know me and names. I don't know how to roll my R's as Hispanic as I am. I'm, I I just can't do it. It's all good. But if you want to say it the correct way. Sylvia Moreno Garcia. There you go. You see? A little flair. (laughs) Obviously, I don't have that flair. I don't have that spice. (laughs) I mind you, I grew up in New York to Hispanic parents, Puerto Rican parents, and yeah, I can't roll my arms. I can't even speak Spanish half the time. So, bear with me. I'm sorry. And this was a very like hard book for me to read in the sense of it being so. Filled with like cultural like language that you know I'm not familiar with and like I know some people might not be familiar with and I kind of felt like upset because I knew I was like butchering the words and the terminology even with like the vampire names and stuff I'm like I'm I know I'm not saying this right and I did not even dare to ask Angel to like pronounce them for me because I knew it was gonna be like so bad. It's <laughs> so I, was just I, like, wish, gonna... I wish that we had the physical books because you you probably read it on your Kindle, right? Yeah, I read it on my Kindle. Yeah, so did I. So I wish we had the physical book so that we could put the names on here and then have you say them. <gasps> Oh, embarrass myself. Don't I do that? would be so funny. Don't I do that enough for you? Are you not entertained? No, even, even I had trouble 
saying some of the names. Mm-hmm. I had to like keep, there were some words that I would skip over and Same. I was just like, you know. I'm like, um, I kind of understand what they're saying, but I, yeah. I don't, but yes, yeah. I can't pronounce it, but I, I know what you're trying to say. So definitely that was, <laughs> was definitely mm-hmm. me. Anyway, so we have um, that book review, but before we do that, we wanted to talk um, about some of the spooky books we've um, read or like, mm-hmm. you know, Halloween-ish <clears throat> vibes, witchy vibes. Um, so we're just going to, you know, give you a little list of books we've been reading, the author, and just maybe like a short um, description. I know a majority of our books, um, at least mine, have already been put on our Instagram. So it might be a little bit repetitive. So we're just going to do a little blurb. I don't know if that's the same for you, Jenny. Um, it is. You're like the reading queen at this point. So yeah. I don't know if you've already put it on our Instagram have, or yes. <laughs> or not. So, I'm done. I'm done reading spooky books. So, okay. yes, I have put them on there already. Okay, awesome. Um, let's try the wine together. Are you ready? No. <laughs> Cheers. Oh. That is not bad. It's not. Oh. But there's a burn. I Oh, I can feel it. It's almost like you're actually drinking liquor and not wine. That's why they said right? it was the Hennessy of wine. That's really good. I've never had a wine burn going down. Same. Same. Not, not your throat. Like, I feel it in my chest. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I don't know about this. I don't know if this is a good idea. Uh, I hope you have water. I have a truly. Why? So I. I won't be touching that truly because this no. is actually really good. So again, this is Taylor Port wine. If you're interested, it's a super cheap wine. Yeah, you could get the big actually, daddy like Jenny did or you could just get, you know, little slim bottle. Um, Mike said, he was like, you're going to hate it because I'm pretty sure they cook with that wine. So Do I they? don't know. I didn't look it up or anything. To it's, know whether It says a rich fruity taste and smooth finish make Ruby Red Taylor Port the perfect choice to pair with your favorite dessert. It's actually a dessert oh. wine. Okay. Um, I wouldn't so- want to drink this with this like dessert me neither sweet and then sweet on top of it no i want this with like a alfredo a pasta a ravioli Um, no i'm hungry (laughs) oh okay so you could serve serve over ice or at room temperature with a twist or with a soda you could put this with a soda that's different huh Mm. hmm Okay. Okay. Maybe like a sangria. Oh uh, yeah, maybe. Okay, Taylor Port. Yeah, it's you, really sweet. It you really, got... really is sweet. And it doesn't but... taste like a red wine. Like it's not like that no. tart or bitter kind mm-hmm. of background taste. But that whole smooth finish, I don't know about that because it was a little burning, a little tingling. No, but, but afterwards it's fine. Yeah, afterwards it's fine. Wow, that's interesting. I'm excited. I can. Wow. 
this this whole episode might be off this wine. <laughs> no, because we we typically don't have wine that we actually love on here. I know mm-hmm. you've had a few fruity wines that yeah. you really like on here. It's and, because but... I I try to stay away from red wines because I know it's not something I yeah. enjoy. But then to be like, if we're going to do wine reviews, I kind of have to, you know, dip my toes in red, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, to end spooky season, we got to do the red wine. That's perfect. Yeah. And the book we're doing is a vampire book, so. A vampire red. gory kind of, it's not like your typical sparkling vampire book no. either. So but we'll get to that. We'll get that. Yeah, we'll definitely get to that. Um. But yeah, let's go over some of those spooky books we've been reading. Yeah. Um, do you want to go back and forth? Or? Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Because you, how many do you have? Like three or four? I have three. Yeah, I have okay. three. That I, at so least, technically yeah. I have four because the fifth one is the book we're doing today. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have four. Okay, perfect. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so... I'm going to start off with Our Shadows Have Claws, Mm -hmm. and that's a spooky anthology, and we just talked about this, was it our last episode that I did it? Mm -hmm. I believe it was. Yeah, so it's a spooky anthology. Um, It's all Latin lore, and Mm -hmm. it's written by 15 Latin American authors. It's really good. It's all young adult about so many different types of, like, magical creatures and monsters. I, I remember. I loved it. And it was really good. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so my first one is Wild is the Witch by Rachel Griffin. And this one was about um, Iris Gray and how she's a witch and um, society knows about witches. And um, she recently moves with her mom and they opened up their own animal like sanctuary refuge. And one of their workers um, who's like interning there. He's not a big fan of witches and he doesn't know that, you know, her and her mom are witches. So he kind of like talks badly about them and it upsets her. And what she does is, um, you know how if you were ever mad, you would like, I don't know if you ever done or heard of people writing like um, bad notes or something like a letter to someone they don't like or a letter about their feelings and then burning it kind of thing. Yes. Well, she mm-hmm. does this, but with curses. She'll, she'll make a curse, mm-hmm. get all of those emotions out, and then she, you know, puts it back into the earth and kind of, you know, never follows through with it. But on this yeah. one occasion where she actually makes a curse for him, a owl comes in and swoops up and the curse gets embedded into the chest of the owl. So now she has to hunt down this owl or else this poor Poor boy will get, you know, cursed and, um, yeah, cause havoc. So that was a good one. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> it sounds really good. And yeah. after, actually, after you posted your review, mm-hmm. I see it at least 10 times a day on Instagram. Really? So many people are writing about it's, it. It's actually a really good read. I enjoyed it yeah. a lot. Yeah. I'll mm-hmm. have to check it out. Yes, please do. <clears throat> All right. Um. My next book is Divine Destiny by Harmony Han, and this is an urban paranormal fantasy, mm-hmm. and it's the fourth book in her series. So Ooh, I read nice. all four. The fourth just came out, um, and it's basically about a woman who 
finds out she has powers and she's meant to be like this protector slash warrior against or between the human realm and demons. Okay. It's a really good series and I'm sad it's over. That's the worst. I hate when like series ends and it's like you fall in love with these characters and they kind of come a part of your 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 life almost and you're just like oh can't wait to find out what happens to so and so and it's like oh i already did it's done but this was a good it's it was four books and it didn't need to go on any longer and if it was shorter it would have been weird but four books was good for i get so so attached to series i do i get so attached to characters that i'm like did they get married did they have children how many children (laughs) who takes their children to to school like i i I create these so, scenarios so you in my want mind. Little novelas yes. for all your characters. I yeah. kind of do. Mm-hmm. I really do. Yeah. So my next read was the very secret society of irregular witches. I know that's a mouthful of a title, um, it is. but it's by. Forgive me, please don't berate me. You know I'm bad with names. I don't do it in a disrespectful way, but saying. Sangu, I believe, Mandana. Please, if I'm saying it wrong, I'm so sorry. But um, this particular <laughs> book is about Mika Moon, and she's a witch. Um, people do not know about witches in this book. Um, so she's part of like the secret society of witches where they meet. I believe it's like the every third thursday of the month or something like that and they go over what's going on and just keep track of things um and she's becoming almost a little bit um i didn't put this in the review but she has an instagram and she does like little videos of witchy kind of things and that's where she gets that initial email of oh um we have these three wishes uh witches that we would love for you to teach come down and she was just like how do they even know mm-hmm. if I'm a real witch or not kind of thing? So she shows up to this house and it's called Nowhere House. And sure enough, there's three young witches there. And this is unheard of because throughout her whole life, she was taught like witches couldn't be together. It's disastrous. Like um, they will be found out. So um, usually when witches are born, they're fa- they usually become orphaned after a while. So she's just like, how did, you know, three sisters wind up being together? But they're not biological sisters. They were orphaned, but they wind up growing up together. And when I tell you this was like the sweetest found family kind of like book. Oh, I just fell yeah. in love with them. Cute. Um, one of the sisters is the middle child. Her name is Terracotta. And I I know, I knew you were going to laugh. But come on, Mika Moon. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, but as funny as her oh name is, when I tell you this little girl is spicy and I love it. Like, I love her sass. I love that she gives Mika Moon a freaking run for her money. I just loved every, like, aspect of this book. I thought it was really, really good. So, um, yeah, she's hired to teach these witches, and she uncovers all these secrets, and it's just an awesome read. <laughs> nice. hmm Let's see. So far, you've had two witches. Yes. Two witch books. Okay. 
My third one, the Hacienda by Isabel Cañas. Mm -hmm. It's a supernatural gothic horror and my top read of October. Nice. I am obsessed with this book. I love it and I can't wait to get the physical copy. Um, it's basically about basically about a woman who meets a man and she goes to his house to move in with him and the house is haunted. Oh. It's so for it's it's set in like Mexico and mm-hmm. I don't I don't know about you, but any like Mexican lore mm-hmm. horror book that I've ever read, absolutely love. They're so I'm not good. familiar with them. Spooky. I love it. But if it's, it's any like but if it's anything like certain dark things, because that's, you know, based in like Mexico kind of themes and stuff, I'm I'm super interested in because yeah. you should when we get there. It's so good. Yeah. It's so damn good. I love it. Awesome. So my next one is the Wilder Women. And although they're not witches, they have almost like a sixth sense. And it was actually an arc read, so I won't go into too much detail about it. Um, and it was by Ruth Ruth Emmy Lang. And I adored this book. Um, This one was Mm. about the two sisters with like the sixth sense kind of thing. Um, And we did we did it on the podcast. I believe it was the same time you did your uh, anthology. Yeah, the anthology. And it's just about two sisters that have become estranged after the disappearance of their mother. So they decide to spend a week together to kind of, you know, reconnect. But the youngest sister, Finn, is using this opportunity to go find her mom before she goes back to, you know, her foster parents and things like that. And just like secrets, betrayal, sisterhood, family, all those good kind of themes are in it. I really enjoyed it. It was supernatural, obviously, because they have this sixth sense. One can look Mm -hmm. into the future and, you know, have premonitions. And the other one gets the echoes of the past. So... It was a good read. I really enjoyed it. Um, nice. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> Were you going to keep going into it? Yeah, but then I was just like, no, no it's an that. arc read. Um, it actually comes out, did I mention when it came out? Um, November 15th, so next month. Or later this, uh, yeah, next month. A couple next weeks. Month. Yeah, a couple weeks. Yeah. November 15th, check it out. It's really good. All right, so my last one is Kingdom of the Feared. I'm so jealous you finished. <laughs> I cannot believe you have not finished this. The moment it came out, I was on it, and it is so fucking good. I can only oh, You should definitely read it. So it's basically I about to make time. I have witches to make time. and demons. I know, it's rough. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you've read the other two, then you know about this book but it's witches and demons and it's centered around the seven deadly sins and i won't go any more into that because it's so fucking good i believe you i believe you because the first one really got me like i was just like i need (laughs) more i just haven't Mm -hmm. had time to get the more but i will make time i think the second one is even better than the first if Mm -hmm. not they're equal Mm -hmm. and then the third one is a good like jam-packed like it answers all the questions, yes. but you still get more questions. But at the end, you're like, okay, I okay, see. Okay. It's really good. Okay, it's awesome. Really good. I love that. All right. So those were our October reads, our spooky we- reads. I was going to say weeds. Mm-hmm. Our spooky weeds. Ooh, spooky weeds. <laughs> okay. 
it might be the one. I don't know. But okay. um, <laughs> you've had like two. Oh, you haven't eaten. <laughs> it should be oh fun. It should be fun. No, anyway, yeah, but yeah, that those were our spooky reads for <clears throat> Spooktober for October. And if you see, we're all themed out today. Basic witch and this shirt here um, is made by Emma Ham, the mm-hmm. author. She has an Etsy account, and it's so freaking cute. Go check it out. Supporting Sorry, queens. I had to plug that in. Yeah, of yeah. course. They're so awesome. cute, and I love her. <laughs> That's great. All right. Now to get into cer- uh, certain dark things. A lot to, um- <laughs> I wanted you to try it again. Sylvia, Sylvia Moreno Garcia. Garcia. Okay. Yeah. I, I tried. I tried, guys. I tried. Um, so I thoroughly enjoy this book. Especially because it's not my usual vampire go-to. You know me, I love romance. I like my sparkly, you know, vampires. Or, if I'm going to do vampires, they have to kind of be like Dracula-esque kind of vampires. So, this Mm. was a good, different, like, take on vampires. And just, like, I love, like, the goriness of it and the story. I would love to see it play out on screen. Like, some of the scenes, I was just like, oh, my God, that would be so cool. Yeah, (laughs) like, I saw it, like, um, like like, in a big city with, like, lights and billboards and like futuristic things that's mm-hmm. all i saw when i read this book it was a yes amazing. it was a, it was a mixture of like future futuresque with like sin city vibes yeah right like the black and white yeah. and like certain colors will mm-hmm. be probably prominent in that kind of thing yeah. so yeah we're vibing yeah definitely got it <laughs> Come on, producers. Get it going. Right. I, I've come <laughs> across a lot of books lately that I'm like, this could be a you good series. It. Yeah, because, you could definitely Because you, see it. you picture it in your mind. So if yeah. a book can, like, play out in your mind, like a movie or a series. Like, some books are, are a book. Like, you, you get the yeah. characters, you get the story. But some of it, like, makes pictures in your mind. Of, like, little still shots of, like, a skyline like or something. A good, like a good ode to the author. Yeah. For making you see that. Yeah. And she was very detailed in her writing. Like, very detailed. So, it made it so much easier to fall into that, like, seeing it visually, you know, in your mind. So, she did an amazing job doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you want to do, like, a little brief... Yeah. Um, so first and foremost, we're going to spoil it. Yes. Um, so if you haven't read it, mm-hmm. goodbye. Mm-hmm. Come back later. Bye. Um, and also, trigger warning, it is, like Celise said, it's very gory, it's dark, and it's violent. It's yes. not your typical vampire mm-hmm. romance type book. Think, um, so, think like Blade. Because, you know, yeah. in the Blade movies, there's, like, blood and gore everywhere. Like, this doesn't shy away from that. So. Not at all. If no. you're thinking so about if, it. if you generally like vampires, 
just be sure you know what you're getting into when you mm-hmm. read this book because it's not typical. And it's not like um, a romancy, vampire-y book either. Not so. at all, actually. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel that romance. No, I did not thing. at all. I didn't yeah, at all. We can talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an adult urban fantasy mixed with dark fiction sci-fi. Mm-hmm. That sound about right? Yeah, basically. I think so. Okay, so it's... It's described as a neo-noir. And at first, like, I know what noir movies are. Mm-hmm. It's like that old-timey, like, you have gangs mm-hmm. and robbers, and then you have... The detective. Like, detectives, yeah. yeah. So that's mm-hmm. neo-noir. Mm-hmm. So, or that's a noir. I didn't know what the neo-noir part was. Mm-hmm. So I had to look that up, and that's basically, like, the sci-fi fantasy aspect thrown into it. Got it. So that's basically what it is. Um, so it's basically a blurred line between good and evil, revenge, paranoia, mm-hmm. anti-hero, and morally gray detectives. Yes. And that's pretty much what you <laughs> see in this book, right? It's yeah, so definitely. Perfect. And I um, love so like, like the mafia-esque kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly it. Mm-hmm. So two families at war, mm-hmm. and then you have a vampire and a human working together to help find a way out of Mexico city mm-hmm. to try and escape one of the like bad vampires mm-hmm. from the story. Right. All while avoiding police. Right. That's the gist of this mm-hmm. entire book. A morally um, gray, like police department. Just Yes. Let's just think police department. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As a whole. Yeah. Um, so basically you have Athel. Is that how you say it? Yes. I had to look it up multiple times. How do you pronounce it? Athel. Athel? Athel. But it's A-T-O. I know. I looked it up multiple times. (laughs) And everyone was saying the same thing. Athel. 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 Okay. (laughs) I should have asked you how you said it first. No, because I, I feel like people will really get on me. and. Can you say it, though? No. No, no, absolutely I, not. All right, I might, all right. They might kick me out. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're not allowed to read anymore. Yeah, you're not allowed. <laughs> so, um, Athel is mm-hmm. um, a vampire, mm-hmm. and she has this genetically modified dog, and she's running away from this tragic thing that happened with her family. So her whole family was attacked and murdered mm-hmm. by a certain type of vampire, which are called the Necros. Yes. Um, and so she's running away and she heads to Mexico city. Now Mexico city is um, a place where they, like everybody knows that there are vampires. So they, Mexico city has blocked off passage to vampires and kind of pushed them out to like everywhere mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. So, they don't want vampires in Mexico City. So mm-hmm. she actually runs to Mexico City to try to find this other vampire named Bernardino. Yes. And he's supposed to help her flee to Guatemala to find her mom's Renfield. Mm-hmm. Renfield. I think that's how you say it. Yes. Um, so a Renfield is like a, a human, like, right hand. Like, I don't want to say slave. Mm-hmm. But, but it's usually someone like... They would have to trust, they rely yeah. on um, to do like, you know, be around for the human aspect of things. And don't they yeah. o- um, also give blood too? 
Yeah, so they're there to, like, feed the vampires. Mm -hmm. And like you said, they trust them. And Mm -hmm. they're basically, like, their right-hand person. They Mm -hmm. do things for them Mm -hmm. that they can't do themselves or won't do themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, in her her case, because they lived outside of Mexico City, she would have used that person to go into Mexico City to do whatever, like, Mm -hmm. anything she kind of needed or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But Athel is too young. She's, like, the youngest of her family. Mm -hmm. So she's left all alone. And then she flees to Mexico City to find her mother's Renfield. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is where she meets Domingo, Mm -hmm. who is, like, this street kid. He's a garbage collector. Mm Kind of left home early sort of thing. And I don't know how what you thought about, like, when they met. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was fucking weird. What when the, they were in this when they're just the subway or yeah where he's staring at her and she's like I need a friend you want to yeah. be my friend come with me it was like like what I saw in my head was like hey you want to be my friend yeah <laughs> and he was like uh yeah are we gonna have sex kind of thing he didn't yeah. say that but that's what I saw yeah mm-hmm. that interaction being it was very weird you but friend anyway. I friend we friends <laughs> we friends together mm-hmm. um so. They meet, and he agrees to go back to her house with her. Um, Sketchy. At this point, he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't know that she's a vampire, right? Because she tells, yeah, she tells him afterwards. Mm -hmm. So they meet, they go back to the house, and she's basically, like, if, it was a weird thing for them to say, because it was, Okay, so if you keep coming back here, I'll pay you kind of thing. Yeah, so I I feel like her initial, I don't think, obviously she was lonely. She just, you know, her parents were murdered. And to backtrack a little bit, her family were, was one of like, let's think mafia, right? One of her, her family was like top of their game ruled that their home like where they were from like they were the shit they were you know the top dogs there and here comes nick's right we already mentioned nick did we mention nick or we just mentioned nick not yet just domingo and atol okay but um we mentioned like the family right so here yeah so here comes these vampires from europe they came in, swooped in, and was just like, oh, we're going to, you know, basically go on your turf, and you can't do shit about it. And mm-hmm. her family was like, no, we've been living here for eons, like, since the gods were here. And the problem with her family's genetically is that they don't reproduce as often as the European vampires because there's different kinds of vampires. Not only is it like mafia-esque, but like each each vampire subgroup has different powers, have different abilities. And unfortunately for her, even though they're the oldest, they're the hardest to actually um, have children or bear children. Whereas and they're the- mostly females. And they're mostly vampires. Um, So when everyone was kind of killed, she really didn't have anyone left. So I felt when she met Domingo, I felt like at first it was for feeding. I think she just wanted to 
someone to feed off of and to pay them to feed. But then mm-hmm. she was also lonely at the same time. And she's never felt that before. She had a really big family. So she's never had to kind of like survive on her own or get her own food. So I felt like she didn't know what she was doing. And yeah. she was also looking for for companionship. But he was supposed to, you know, she's supposed to feed off of him. And I don't think right. she meant to, like, have him live either, if that makes sense. You don't think she meant to have him live? Yeah, I think at first she was just, because she would have to trust him to come back and not tell right. anyone. Yeah, because at first she didn't, want, She all she wanted was a one-time thing. Right. Feed off of you and then... Mm -hmm. I'll pay you know I'll pay you because she looked at him and she was just like okay he's he's not he's not she could smell him so she's like okay he's not on drugs he looks pretty healthy you know this is a good kind of option for her so which I I thought that was such a cool like little detail You'll see that throughout the book where she mentions things like if somebody has like an STD mm-hmm. and they drink off of them, they would get sick. Sick, yeah. Like because their and blood I thought that is was tainted. Like a cool mm-hmm. detail, and yeah. you never see that anywhere. No. Not that I want to read about that, right? But I thought it was really cool yeah that they could thing that they added that you know they may not necessarily smell it right away, but they'll taste yeah. it and their body will reject mm-hmm. it. So right. that that was pretty cool. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. So um, she finally decides to let him stick around mm-hmm. and decides for him to be her Renfield. Mm-hmm. So now he's she's going to she's going to trust him. And I think she mainly did it because she didn't have anybody else mm-hmm. and she needed somebody's help. Yeah, she couldn't do it alone. So they finally decide to do that together. She explains to him what his role is as a Renfield and then he agrees Mm -hmm. so that happens and of course he kind of likes her so he's like oh maybe you know (laughs) the part where he like he asked like three times if they were gonna have sex I was like all right give it up right (laughs) move on um and she's like she doesn't at all show that she wants him like that Mm -mm. it's the whole time she's cold and she's kind of like closed off but Mm -hmm. she wants to trust him and wants Mm -hmm. him there it's a business transaction i'm paying you to be here right so then that brings us to rodrigo and nick Mm -hmm. so nick is a necros vampire and rodrigo is nick's father's renfield Mm -hmm. so Nick's father, Godoy, it has sent off Rodrigo to find Athel. So they wanted everyone in her family dead, but she escaped. So he sent Rodrigo off, but he didn't send them alone. He sent them with a couple other goons mm-hmm. and his son, and his Nick. Son. And I think for, like, to kind of put him out there and yeah. make him Cause work, he, Yeah, because he's, he's still young and, yeah. you know. Like a lo- spoiled brat. Like yeah. a rich spoiled brat, mm-hmm. sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's who Athel is actually running from. So he's kind of like the leader. He's kind of trying to find her, but here comes Nick 
being the spoiled little brat he is, constantly going out and partying and trying to find other vampires to feed off of. You know what Rodrigo, I what I picture huh? Nick? I picture what? Nick like one of those wannabe like fuck boys with his like <laughs> with like like, with, like Versace fucking shirt, oh my God. unbuttoned, like, look at me, I'm Rico Suave, kind of like, that's what I got from Nick, and I wanted to punch him. <laughs> oh my God, that is so funny, because I saw him as, like, this out of high school, he's 20-something years old, and still goes back to, like, be with all these young little high school girls. I can see that. Mm -hmm. You know, like, aren't you like twenty two, dude? Didn't you graduate like five years ago? (laughs) Yeah. So he's like fucking shut up for Rodrigo, and they're supposed to be low profile. Mm -hmm. And Nick ends up actually meeting a girl, taking her outside, and killing her. Mm -hmm. Um, He feeds off of her, and his power is to. he kind of like possesses them and yeah. can make them do anything yeah, so that he wants. Yeah, so he has to exchange blood with the person. So if he gives you his blood, then he by he can basically mind control you. Um, but it becomes like poisonous to you at the same time. So if he does it yeah. to a human, you basically after a while your brain kind of like. It kind of made it seem like disintegrates a little bit. Like, you get sick and you die, basically. So, it's fatal Mm -hmm. no matter what. Whether he gave you his blood one time, five times, like, you're going to die from it. Yeah. And um, what what I thought was kind of creepy and weird was when he was killing her, how he was like, oh, your name is Athel. Yeah. (laughs) And he made her say that her name was Athel, which I was like, oh, my God, he's the real fucking creep. Yeah. He really is like that fucking... No, he's... 20-something-year-old. He's that scary, like, guy who doesn't know no means no. Yes. And he's also that scary guy, which is triggering, that scary guy that, like, no, you know, no doesn't mean no to him. Um, God forbid you kind of, like, outsmart him. He wants mm. to, like you know tear you down because of it right like he's he's Definitely scary one of those scary kind of like guys that you know unfortunately are out there even now without being a vampire like mm-hmm. just the creepy. thing is you you can you can literally smell those guys from yes. the way you mm-hmm. already know who they are mm-hmm. I mean, and hopefully a lot of people do, they, but they're I know kinda, I can smell those guys. And he's kind of the one that you're intimidated to, like, go against because you don't know how they'll they'll react And they to always you. have following. Yeah. They always have so people with So it's super that. scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we didn't mention that this book is multiple point of views. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of mm-hmm. point of views. Yeah. It's, um, it's, what is it? Atol Domingo? Nick. Does Domingo have his own? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Domingo, Ato, um, Rodrigo, Nick, and then, and then Anna. And then Anna. Who I'm going to talk about yes. now. Mm-hmm. So, Anna. Poor Anna. <laughs> she, right? 
She's a fucking morally gray cop mm-hmm. who you think is going to be a great cop, mm-hmm. a detective or whatever she is. So she's... Or claims um, to be. Claims to be, yes. So she came from elsewhere where she used to deal with a lot of vampires before going there. So she transferred over to kind of give a little bit of a better life to her daughter, to put her in a private school. Mm-hmm. And she ends up in a police department and most of the stuff they give her is vampires. But she wanted to get away from that because she was done putting herself in that kind of danger. Exactly. And wanted to take care of her daughter. Mm -hmm. So, but they keep giving her in this police department all the dirty work that has to do with vampires because nobody else wants to deal with them. Mm -hmm. Because like I said earlier, they had pushed out all the vampires from Mm -hmm. Mexico City. And she went there thinking, you know, no vampires. It should be a little bit safer. And, you know, she came in with a lot of experience. And, you know, women coming in with experience, men in the department didn't like that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They did not like that. Um, So basically her role in this book is covering that murder that Nick did with the human girl that he killed. Um, so she's covering that murder. She's tired of it. She doesn't want to deal with it, but she's like, well, somebody has to, because I have a daughter here, so I don't want her to be in danger Exactly. because there's vampires here. Mm -hmm. So then she's approached by this woman. And I, I don't remember what her name is. I think it was Nikki. Nikki? I think so. Nikki? Kiki? Kiki. Kiki? Okay. When you said Nikki, I was like, no, that's not it. Mm -hmm. Um, So she's approached by her and she basically wants, they want to get rid of Nick and all of them. And Athol, they want everyone out. Like Mm -hmm. they don't want any of them there. Like they hate, they hate vampires. They don't want anything Mm -hmm. to do with them. They're like, I want them eradicated. They shouldn't even be in Mexico City. We will pay you to make this happen because we know you have experience. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they, that's the one thing about Mexico City is they pushed out all the vampires, but then a bunch of different human gangs kind mm-hmm. of took over. Took over. Mm-hmm. So when you have an overrun of gangs in a city, there's going to be gangs in cops pockets exactly much. so they all kind of work together and they're all dirty mm-hmm. so she meets with her and she wants to get rid of all these people so she wants anna to bring um athel and nick rodrigo all them to this gang mm-hmm. so they can do what they want basically right. kill them mm-hmm. and i'm here i'm over here thinking like anna is like this good detective she's gonna protect athel at some point because athel at this point for us she's a good vampire. Yeah, she's, she's not done nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, she um, killed that old man, but I mean, she needed to eat. She so. did, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, she would have died probably yeah. eventually. Um, but the moment, like, you think she's great, she's this good cop, but the moment this person, Kiki, mm-hmm. goes up to her and gives her like this deal that mm-hmm. she can't turn away she fucking caves yep she so sure she's did just, she talks she's talking about all these dirty cops and then she caves right away mm-hmm. and it was like kiki like approached that. her because she was part of her own game or affiliated yeah. with um crim crimson something they yeah. were like basically like a top-notch game too and um 
they were like, we'll supply you the ammo, the people, like, whoever mm-hmm. you need. They actually also had pictures of the vampires, something yeah. that she didn't have before. Like, they had a lot of good information for her. So, I get I get why she did sign up with them and decided to work with them. But I also thought she would, like, switch it on them. So, but you know how that went. Well, I mean, she is untrustworthy. Like, she flipped right away anyway. Yep, she sure did. Um, So, there's a bunch of, I don't know if we want to really go into, like, everything that happens afterwards where Domingo and Ethel kind of are still running from Rodrigo and um, Nick. And they kind of meet every now and then. Yeah. There's like this huge fight. There's a huge fight, yep. Yeah, Athel gets hurt at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, she And, oh, we didn't mention that Domingo actually meets with Bernardino. Yeah, so and, I think backtracking, so they've been running for a while. And like you said, her purpose of going to Mexico City is to eventually get to Guatemala and eat. In order to do that, she has to meet with Bernardino, and he has to refer her to her mom's, what what were those people called? Renfield. Renfield. And then yeah. from there, that Renfield is supposed to help her get to Guatemala. So she couldn't approach um, Bernardino herself at first. So she sent Domingo to do it. Mm-hmm. And when Domingo went there... He was, at first, Bernardino was like, no, I'm not helping you. That goes against the cold. Like, I've been living here stress-free in my haunted house with cobwebs and pissy cats (laughs) all over my house. Yeah. Domingo said it's stuck like piss everywhere. Like, he didn't have no lights. He was using lanterns. He had one of those old... Record players like Bernardino was old. There's a purpose for that. He's fucking old. He's, He's like one old. of the most dangerous old vampires out yeah. there. Yeah, think of a hunch. Like he had a hunchback, but don't let that fool you because he's still super fast. <laughs> and his vampire uh, power was that he could suck the life out of you or give mm-hmm. you life, which was pretty cool. Yes. But yeah. he was, he was, he was scary. I was scared was of him. Scary. I was scary. And they're and they're rare. <laughs> they're not. There aren't many. What is it? A revenant? Revenant? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there aren't many revenant vampires left. Left. Yeah. He's one of the few. Yeah. And he um, he's one of the only vampires that actually stood in Mexico Mexico City the whole entire time. He said he was right. never gonna leave his home, no matter who asked him to leave. He stood there. So the fact that she even knew where he. Le- you know, still lived, and she was hoping he would be there. You know, it was luck mm-hmm. on her. So she sent Bern. Um, I was gonna say Bernardino to Bernardino. Bernardino she to sent- Bernardino. <laughs> she sent Domingo there with a bead, which was a bead that you know her mom gave her. It was like, if you're ever in a pickle or if you're ever in Mexico City and you need, you know, help, give him this and he'll help you. Yeah. And sure enough, he eventually caved and he was like, yeah, I'll help you. So then. Um, Domingo goes back to Ethel. Yep. Okay, I got it. Ethel. 
And he's like, hey, he said he'll, um, he gave me a name. Um, and then from that name, uh, they had to like look it up on the computer and then they found her and then they went to her and approached her. And at first this woman was like, no, like your mom left. Like we're not even friends. And she was like, oh, that's not what my mom said. My mom said you were my best. You're the best. You're the best. <laughs> you, you were the best as a friends. And she, we are you, not portraying that very well because it was nothing like that. No. <laughs> but she was basically kind of buttering her up. Like my yeah, mom said, you know, you're the best at what you do. You were the best um, Renfield she had. You were amazing. You were like a sister. Whoop. Reels her in. Yep. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay, I, right. She was like, fine, I'll help you with what do you need. She was like, you know, I need a car to get out of here. And I, I need papers, like passports and stuff like that. So um, she was like, for the both of us. And Domingo was like, oh, I'm going with you? <laughs> so um, she was, she Like agreed. he wasn't hoping for it. Right. So uh, she agreed. She was just like, you know, I haven't done this in a while I've been you know working clean for years you know I haven't done you know these kind of things so I have to get in contact with my own my old contacts so you gotta give me time and they were like okay so they were supposed to you know keep it low-key not run into trouble but of course that doesn't happen they run into trouble um, there's that big fight, um, between Nick and Athel and she gets injured. So what Domingo does, he's like, I know I can't send her to the hospital. I have to ask one of my friends. So he asks, he, he winds up asking, is it Quint- Quinto? What was his I friend? Remember. I don't anyway. remember his friend's name. I just remember Jackal, mm-hmm. who so ends he, up owning the right. place. So he goes to his friend, who was a vet tech for like two years or something, and was like, <laughs> hey, she needs to be bandaged up. He's like, that's not what I do. Like, I deal with dogs. Um, because his boss, Jackal, does dog fighting. So he was like, please, she needs help, blah, blah, blah. So his friend agrees, and then that's when he finds out she's a fucking vampire. He was like, wait, she's a vampire? I'm not helping you. And Domingo was like, oh, if you don't help me, I'm going to sick her dog on you, and he's going to kill you. So he was like, okay, I'll do it. So he winds up helping, and um, what happens is, is that I think his name was Quinto or something with a Q. He winds up going to Jackal and telling him what's happening. And Jackal, word on the street is there's a vampire that people are trying to find. And there's, you know, a bounty on her head. And he's looking at dollar signs. And, you know, he winds up trapping them, calling Nick and Rodrigo and was like, hey, I got your vampire. Come get it. I want my money. So... Then there's that big warehouse blow up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they finally escape. They end up, um, Ab- Ethel and Domingo end up back with Bernardino. Bernardino. 
And this is the yeah. first time Bernardino and Aku actually meet, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, he ends up basically helping her, kind mm-hmm. of giving her some life back because mm-hmm. Athel is now poisoned with Nick's blood. And I really like Bernardino because he was like, no, you can't <laughs> come here. <laughs> and Domingo was like, he's, he's been living all these yeah. years by himself. Not mm-hmm. bothering anybody. Nope. Just like he was in like his own little house with he was his like, little no. Renfield. Yep. He didn't want he, want, he was he like, I gave you the it. name. I helped you as much as I could. You're not yep. staying he here. Like, but obviously <laughs> he winds up caving. But I love that part where he was just like, No, you can't be here. <laughs> um, so while that's happening, I think this is when um Nick and Anna meet. Yes. Is that when they meet? And mm-hmm. he ends up actually poisoning Anna as well mm-hmm. to kind of have her do his bidding and tell him basically everything that she knows about Athol and Bernardino because she ends up finding out about Bernardino. Mm-hmm. Because after Athol and Domingo leave, they end up taking a car. A cab. Or, so, or a, t- a cab. And um, so that person ends up going to the police department and long story short, Athel or Anna now knows where Athel is mm-hmm. or who Bernardino is. Mm-hmm. Um, so he ends up telling, she ends up telling Nick about it because she gets poisoned mm-hmm. by Nick. So I really like that because it wasn't that she just like gave up the information. Mm-hmm. Like I thought she was going to, um, she had, she was, she was forced, forced to give up the information. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they held her, her daughter over her head. They're Mm -hmm. like, you know, we have people at your house. They could break down the door, kill your daughter. So either you tell us what you know. And Nick was also upset because Athu had like injured him really bad. Like she, I think blew off his like Mm. jaw. So he was pissed. So instead of having like this cordial, like compromise, I give you information, you give me information. He was like, no, I'm going to bite you and you're going to tell me. So that's basically what happened. She was just caught in the crossfires and got the worst of it, basically. So he bit her, gave her her blood, his blood. And like now, no matter what, she was going to die anyway. So. Right. Right. So they end up all well no they ended up talking to the Renfield again mm-hmm. right and she Domingo and Athol and she basically told them that there's no way that she can get them out now because there's so much going on they've closed all the borders mm-hmm. and this is when Domingo's like well we could try to go through the landfill mm-hmm. and try to get out of here so that was their plan but then they're found of course by they're found by both the gang, the gang and, and Nick, Nick. Mm-hmm. and Rodrigo. Mm-hmm. So they're found by both. Everything blows up. Everybody's being attacked. Everybody's being killed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So it's a big, um, just a big clusterfuck. Yeah. And then this is where we didn't even mention the sexy scene. Ew, we're, we'll ignore that. I didn't yeah. like their spicy scene at all. I didn't so either. You know, I actually I like skipped weird. through it and like passed it because yeah. I didn't feel like that connection. I knew like it wasn't yeah. going to amount to anything. So That's why earlier when you said like this isn't a romance and I was like, yeah, no, there's no romance. Mm-hmm. There is a spicy scene, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It is the most awkward, weird 
but it works for the book. It works for Not the book. Yeah. It's bad. It mm-hmm. works for exactly what the book is, mm-hmm. but it was weird and awkward and mm-hmm. I didn't want to read it. And it's a spicy scene between Athu and Domingo, obviously. Yes. Um, she winds up caving. She, you know, she's lonely, and you know, Domingo's there, and he's all for it. And this poor boy. I think is, she just did and, it for him. Yeah. I don't think she did it for her at all. And you know, he's in in love with her, and it's that love that's dangerous because it's that love that I would do anything for you. I will kill for you. Yeah. Even though yeah, I've never done friendly. that before, you know, but I was, I, it's toxic, basically. Yeah. Um, And so, like, they have that moment. So, like, they're kind of connected. He's like, oh, this is my girl, whatever. And Bernardino was like, boo. Bernardino was like, you don't, you don't play with your yeah. food. You don't play <laughs> with your exactly food. exactly what he said. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. Mm-hmm. So, then after this is when that whole big, like, mm-hmm. scene, like, the gang's. Domingo and Athol and Bernardino and Nick and Rodrigo, everybody's kind of fighting. Um, I don't know how detailed we want to get into that, but Athol ends up kind of escaping yeah, a little she, bit. She kind of wins. Yeah, so she she escapes and she starts running away towards like the landfill to try to get to Guatemala, but then Nick shows up. Mm-hmm. And he has Domingo now. Mm-hmm. So he's calling out for her and she's feeling guilty. She can hear him. So she ends up running back and ends up basically killing him. Mm-hmm. Long story short. Yeah, so basically. she kills him and then she leaves Domingo. <laughs> Yo, in like, the dust. She was like, hey. bye. Yeah, she didn't. So she... She planned this whole time to leave to Guatemala with Domingo and her dog. And Domingo's like, well, your dog's dead. And then she's like, I can't take you with me. And she leaves. Mm-hmm. And Domingo's left there by himself. But then he sees the dog. Mm-hmm. Whimpering. So the dog wasn't completely dead. So Yeah, so the dog wasn't dead. And um, he ends up finding like a carriage. Like a garbage (laughs) picker and takes the dog and walks off into the sunset while Athel goes the other way and that is all. Yeah, yeah, the way she left him high and dry, she's cold. I was shocked. I did not see that ending coming. But if it would have ended the other way where she took Domingo with her, a whole happy ever after kind of thing. I don't think it would have made sense. I don't know because even from the beginning I have made a note like not only is it not a romance but I knew what they were doing wasn't gonna amount to anything like I felt it as I read it like she wasn't connected to him I honestly felt like she she honestly was just lonely she just needed someone that she could kind of vent some of her emotions to because she did Mm -hmm. lose a lot you know, she lost her mom, she lost her sister, she lost her aunts, like, her family, you know? So, like, I understand needing that comfort, but like Bernardino said, you don't play with your food. She was never right. going to take him on because that's not the vampire way. Like, there right. hasn't been a vampire who had a human consort or a human, you know, lover or anything like that. So, it's unheard of. 
So I didn't really think like, oh, they'll be the exception. Like it just didn't feel, it didn't feel right. So right. like I said, it wasn't a romance, but it was really good. <laughs> it was really good. I really liked it. I definitely really liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was definitely different than anything I've ever read, which was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved how all these different vampires from different parts of the world all had their own characteristics, had their own abilities. Right. Like, I love that it wasn't, uh, you know, one size fit all for them. I love that mm-hmm. some of them, you know, could go out into the sunlight, but it was draining for them. And then I love that some of them couldn't because it would burn them completely. Um, so I just love all those different, like, little gems almost of just like how her mind worked when it came to these vampires it was just super cool Mm -hmm. it was really I know like the small details of Athol's like little quirks like how she would see like a lot of little things and need to count it yeah like she would see something and said oh I like I feel the desire to count it or she'll Mm -hmm. sit there actually counting little things Mm -hmm. like all those little quirks were really good Mm -hmm. in this book no, I really liked it. it. It was it was really good. But like yeah. like we said, it's gory, it's different, it's mm-hmm. not very romantic. Um it's not it's not sweet at all. No, like, no it's not like glorified, like, oh. beautiful vampires. No. Um, this is like horror vampires, like yeah, you know, like nothing. It's almost ever like read. um <laughs> what's that movie? Uh fuck. Um 30 Days of Night? They're in oh, Alaska. With, uh, with like, uh, Josh Harnett. Yeah. Whatever happened like to him? Those? Mm-hmm. I know, right? That was a good movie, though. Yeah, that... You know what's crazy? I always thought they would do, like, a second part to that movie. And they but never they'll did. Fuck they'll fuck it up. That was such a good, solid vampire movie. Yeah. But... These vampires are just like that. They're very gory, dangerous. They're not like mm-hmm. we or whatever. Oh my God, I haven't no, thought of that movie in years. It's so good. You have that, to watch yeah, it. Yeah, that was that that's a good one. That's a good one. It's a yeah. really good one. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. creepy. It was. It, it yeah. gave you some jump scares, which are good. And yeah, it definitely did. <laughs> but yes, that was Certain Dark Things by Sylvia Moreno Garcia. You see? She says it so much better than I do. <laughs> but yeah, so if you're interested in that, we definitely tell you, you know, want you to read it. Tell us what you thought about it. Mm-hmm. Give us some gory vampire books. I know spooky season came to an end, but you know, we were so hooked on thrillers. So give us some thrillers. Yes, we would love to continue to do that. Um, anything else? Just no, I hit, think we're good. Just hit us up in our comments. Let us know yeah. what you're reading. What was your go-to October read? Um, what was your top October read? I know um, Jenny had one um, for this month. What was it again? The Hacienda by Isabel Cañas. Awesome. <laughs> My top October read would probably have to be... Um, the Secret Society of Irregular Witches. I just I just love that found family story. It was really, really good. Yeah. That would have to be like my... I love the banter that was in there. I love the characters in there. Um, I love the representation that was in it. 
the diversity of it. So it was, I really enjoy that one. So that would be mine. So in your in the comments on our Instagram, let us know what your top October read was. And I think that's yes. it. All right. Till next time. Bye. Bye.